Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When I saw D for dominance, I was like, oh, all the dickheads are going to fall into the D for sure. And lo and behold, I was like so <laughs> far into the D that I was like on the circumference of the circle. So... Yeah, apparently I'm a big D. I guess you're a big dickhead. (laughs) Are you still a D? Yeah, I'm definitely still a D. It's okay. (laughs) Have you ever wondered what life will be like after you turn 30? Or perhaps you're already there and wondering what things you want to achieve in this new decade. Hi, my name is June. And I'm Daph. And you're listening to our podcast, List Me Tender, where we delve into things you could do in your 30s. Hi, everybody. Hello. We are coming into spring summer on this side of the mm. earth. Um, so life is good. <laughs> <laughs> Today we have a topic that will interest everyone because everyone has one of these. Okay, a personality, but not everyone has done a personality test necessarily. Daph, did you want to read the blurb? Personality test gives us a clearer idea of our strengths and weaknesses, something that empowers us more in the choices we can make and the way that we can better ourselves as human. A wise person once said, to know thyself is the beginning of wisdom. Mm. Okay, let's get straight into it. Why do people do personality tests, June? I used to really love personality tests, and I think the main reason was just to know myself better and understand why I am the way that I am and to validate why I am the way that I am. What about you? I agree. I think the number one reason why people do personality tests is because everyone's a narcissist. Oh, yeah. And and also it gives you a good meaty topic slash content to just be able to talk about yourself so i think mine was less about talking to people about my personality it was more about like me understanding why i think the way that i do or interact the way that i do like so clearly i am more narcissistic. <laughs> you just wanted people to talk about your personality correct i just want people to talk about me but then okay so how does that even look like you did personality tests together and then you talked about it or you just did it and then you came and you were like i need to talk to you about my personality i have notes from 2013 because <laughs> i'm not sure if you were there but sarah like a whole bunch of us were hanging out together and we all as a group took the myers brick test yeah. and after we all did that we compared mm. the results and i feel like that was our entire <laughs> night i wrote down every single person's name and personality test that is so hilarious that you took notes <laughs> i think i remember this night but I do not remember the note-taking part of it. So were you just like there in the corner on your laptop, just like typing away as we all like talked about it? On my phone, yeah, I took (laughs) note. So yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. And it was kind of nice because we were like, oh my gosh, this is so accurate. (laughs) (laughs) Did it give you a better understanding of A, yourself, B, other, like your friends? Yes, yes, 100%. So it changed the way you perceive them? not really changed the way I perceive them but it helped me understand them a little bit better Mm. and my interactions with them as well I felt like I understood a little bit more Mm. 
so why don't we go into the types of personality tests that you can take. So you mentioned one of them. It was a Maya Briggs. Mm-hmm. Talk to us about that. It's a very long questionnaire. <laughs> yes, I do remember. It's like a lot of questions and sometimes quite repetitive questions too. All right, so yeah, the Myers-Briggs personality test. It's an introspective, self-reported questionnaire. So that means you answer the questions yourself. And it's your internal emotions and your internal Yeah, feelings. and your, like your internal own understanding of what you do. Which I think is inherently biased because you are yourself, like you've never been objective to yourself. Anyway, that aside, it helps you understand your psychological preferences and how people perceive the world and make decisions. And so there's four main categories. They'll usually be like, oh, I'm, and then combination of any of these four letters. But the first, I guess, facet is between introversion and extroversion, like where on the spectrum you lie there. The second one is sensing or intuition. The third one is thinking or feeling. And the last one is judging or perceiving. If you guys want more information, just seriously type in Myers Brig into Google search and there are like a million images, yes. articles that help explain what all of so these many. are. But as yeah, as June mentioned, you're either like an ISTJ, which means you're introverted, sensing, thinking, or judging, or you could be an ENFP, which is extroverted, intuition, feeling, and perceiving. So they're like a combination of these four categories. Yeah. And I think what's also helpful, like you can look up 16 personalities and they'll have like a whole easy set of questions that you can answer. So that was the first type of personality test, one of the more popular ones mm-hmm. that you could take. So June, what was your result? Do you remember? Yeah, so I haven't done mine in a really long time, but because I did this one at quite an influential time in my life slash I love personality tests back then, I found that I was an INFJ and it's kind of been like a little part of my identity since like I am an INFJ and the characteristic of that it's called the advocate and that person is all about standing up for a cause and advocating for others and making a difference and you know going with what's right so yeah I I do definitely see a lot of my characteristics there but then I feel like if I read some of the others I'll also feel like they relate to me as well too so that was my one several years ago now I'm not sure if it's changed I can confirm from my notes from 2013 that 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 is accurate (laughs) how about you da so back then this is 2013 so what's that like eight years Mine came out to be an ESFJ, mm-hmm. which is a caretaker, mm-hmm. which I thought was pretty accurate. So the traits of an ESFJ, enjoy helping others, need for approval, um, sensitive at the needs and feelings of others, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, at that time, I was like, oh yeah, I guess I feel like I'm definitely an ESFJ, which is a caretaker. But then I retook the test because I wanted to do this comparison to see if like, has my personality changed? And surprisingly enough, it has changed. The one I did on human metrics, it came out as ENFJ. But I just thought it was just interesting to do the test, you know, eight years on just because to see if things have actually changed. Um, And it has definitely changed. So 
interesting thought. So do you think you noticed that your personality changed or was it only after you did the personality test again and you got different results that you were like, oh yeah, it's right? I never really thought of it specifically as whether my personality has changed, I, but I know as a human person, I have <laughs> as changed. As a human person. <laughs> right, you, just in general, in life. In general. Do you think that the like the facet that you've actually changed in so it's the s versus the n so sensing versus Mm -hmm. intuition like have you noticed Mm -hmm. that in particular now that you've kind of reaffirmed it with the test so after like doing this test and be like oh i've changed and i did another google search to be like what is the differences Mm -hmm. between esfj which is from eight years ago Mm -hmm. to an enfj which is my new result interestingly enough as an ESFJ, and this is the old self, one of the differences, they thrive on stability versus ENFJs thrive on change. Right. And I feel like that resonates with what is happening in my life right Whoa. now because over the past four years, I live quite a transient yeah. life. <laughs> yeah, you move so many times. I don't really know what's happening, what my next steps are. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that it's kind of showing me this or, or it could also be... I want to believe in it. So like ESFJ looks for certainties, ENFJ look for unknown. So whether it's I'm changing or the environment that I am has made me change. Because imagine if like I thrive on stability, but I move every two years. Yeah, you'd be so stressed out. Correct. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe you're actually a person that thrived on change before. And then our Asian values taught us to value stability. This is me like with my woman of color hat on. Yeah, could be. Mm. There you go. So that's personality test number one. So yeah, highly recommend. Well, do we highly recommend it? I recommend it if you're interested in this kind of thing. If you've always kind of wondered what makes you tick, why you like certain things or decide certain things. It's fun to do. I think I think that's the most I will say. I'm not sure if I totally recommend them. Okay. I, I do I do think it's fun to do. I would recommend this as a dinner party activity. <laughs> yes, have a personality test dinner. Obviously COVID safe, but yeah. <laughs> what other tests were you obsessed with a few years ago and you made me do? Did I make you <laughs> yes. do this? Did I? Yeah, I'm pretty oh, sure I only sorry. did it because you were like, you have to find out your type of the nine or whatever. <laughs> so the second type of personality test, which is also fairly popular and you guys might have heard about it, is called the Enneagram test. Mm. All of these words are very hard they to say. Are. It's also a series of questions that you have to do. And it's a system of personality typing that describes patterns in how people interpret the world and manage their emotions. Okay, so it's self-reported and it's about emotions. What are the results of an Enneagram? With the Enneagram, it's on the... Is this a hexagon? What is it called? It has nine sides. It has (laughs) nine pointed (laughs) diagram. It goes one two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, mm-hmm. nine. And each of the number represents a personality type. So right. like, for example, one is moral perfectionist, two is supportive advisor, mm-hmm. three is successful achiever. And what it shows you is how you, you might score more strongly on one of those points. So you could be a seven, two, three. 
Um, so you can be multiple of but these yeah. ones. So each of these nine personality types is defined by a particular core belief about how the world works. And this core belief is driven by your motivations and fears. Mm. So it shapes your worldview and the perspective through how you see the world and the people around you. So what were your what were your types? So I came out um, strong as a type 7, mm-hmm. which is entertaining optimist. Described as the enthusiast, 7s want to have as much fun and adventure as possible and are easily bored. Do you agree? Yeah, I would agree with that. That's <laughs> pretty accurate. <laughs> I guess it goes along with the, the busy change, varieties. You know, the seeking change and, and taking risks. Yeah. Yeah. One of the key traits that I definitely feel for myself is, and I often associate this with being the youngest in my family, is that I, I get bored very easily. Which I feel like is also part of the reason why I move countries all mm. the time. Just like the constant yeah. newness. I did this personality test because Daph just raved about it. And I'm pretty sure you like sent me the website. You were obsessed with it at the time. Like you were talking about it so much and you're like, you have to do it. Anyway. <laughs> I don't even remember talking to you about this. What are you on the Enneagram So test? I am an eight. That apparently is a 98% match with my personality. And the eight is known as the challenger. It says here, eight see themselves as strong and powerful and seek to stand up for what they believe in. So I'd say if I had to like <laughs> take a stab, they're pretty consistent like what I read in the 16 personality thing with INFJ you know the advocate standing up and then this also Mm -hmm. seems to be pretty consistent there but then my close second Mm -hmm. was the achiever which is a three and threes want to be successful and admired by others and are very conscious of their public image which that one doesn't necessarily resonate so much with me I guess I want to be successful in terms of like accomplishing things, but not necessarily for the public image side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think mm-hmm. my dwindling Instagram account would attest to that. So yeah, that was my results. I didn't find it life changing. I would say I read it for like five, 10 minutes. I thought, oh, that's interesting. And then I didn't really super think about it again, but I obviously thought, I yeah. might find it valuable because I saved this report from like two, three years ago and still have it on on my laptop. So <laughs> there you go. But yes, everybody. So just type in Enneagram. Try not to pay for one. But yeah, sure, please you pay, for pay for one. I think they're like, I'm going to say between 10 or $20. Just no, if you really no. Buy your friend coffee instead and ask them what, you, what they think your personality is. <laughs> the next one that we want to talk about evokes a lot of strong feelings for me. The next personality test is one that seems to be a workplace mandatory <laughs> test because I've had to do one for work. June had to do one for work. You guys might have already done this one and it's known as the DISC profile. Mm-hmm. And what does DISC stand for, June? Apparently D stands for dominance, I stands for influence, S is steadiness and C is conscientiousness. So you can fall pretty squarely into one of those categories or you can fall between two categories that are next to each other. So like the DI or the DC, but you can't be like a DS because they're on the opposite ends of each other. Think of a pie 
cut into yeah. four pieces. Yeah, and it goes like around the circle. So I had to do this for work, yeah. and I remember a lot of people were really pissed off about the fact that they had to do it for work because not only do you have to complete the personality test, but they wouldn't show you your results or tell you your results until you attended a full two-hour workshop on this personality <laughs> test. <laughs> but I think the funny story that I have about this, right off the bat when I saw D for dominance, I was like, oh, all the dickheads are going to fall into the D for sure. Like, it's D for dickhead. And lo and behold, I was a D. I was a square D. And it's <laughs> like, you on the circle, you can either be on the outer <laughs> parameter of the circle, which means you're like really highly that characteristic. I was like so far into the D that I was like on the circumference of the circle. So... Yeah, apparently I'm a big dickhead. I guess you're a big dickhead. <laughs> My own words. <laughs> when you got the results, were you in shock? I was or were pissed you like, oh, off. Yeah. I was like, why the hell did I spend time doing this? And why do I have to sit through this workshop to like learn about it? And I just, I guess I was like a little bit taken aback because I didn't think that I would be so strong a D. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I had to confront some of my own my own realities are you still a d yeah i'm definitely still a d <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about you have you done this test and what were you yes i have also done this test as part of work i think i was also a d but i think i was a di so mm. dominance and influence i don't think i am a strong d because if there is someone that's more dominant in me in a group i would definitely fall <laughs> and be a follower <laughs> So my funny story was my whole team took this test and we all had to share our results. And our manager said that we should work towards being in the other sectors. The opposite sector. So what yeah, the, the opposite <laughs> sector. All of us were like, I don't think that's the point of this test. This test oh, is wow. to not change, change you your are. personality. <laughs> it's just to show you where you are. Yeah. But I don't know. He was making comments like, oh, yeah, you know, as a team, there's too many Ds. Some should work to it being like an I or whatever. That absolutely that was like no sense. <laughs> so, yeah, in all, I am really not a huge fan of mandatory personality tests. I think it's... A breach of privacy, eh? But also, like, how helpful are they? How do you feel about mandatory personality testing? Um, do you think it's a complete write-off, though? Yes. How about if you work in a job where you have to work very, very closely with your teammates? Maybe not the DIS test, but maybe some other sort of personality <laughs> test might be good. So here's the thing. I think the fact that they're all self-reported means that there is just an inherent bias with how you interpret questions both questions and also like what your decisions are and I think what people say they will do is always so different from what they actually do so I think if there was like a test that kind of was able to not be fully relied on you yourself saying what you would do then I might think that it is somewhat valuable but what what you're saying is that you you need a truth serum a little bit because I guess part of yeah. the personality test is is how, how you want to mm, how you right. want to perceive yourself or how you do actually perceive yourself which is maybe a little bit different to what you actually are mm. so the other thing too is i think your frame of mind going into these things sets you up differently too because mm. if i think of myself in friendship settings like that's very different from how i think of myself in like my relationship with james versus how i am mm -hmm. with like a colleague at work you know so i think there's just like mm -hmm. different scenarios that 
you would answer slightly askew depending on what what context you're thinking of like family versus friends versus work it's like you have a different you Mm -hmm. in the different setting totally totally okay june question for you if you were to recommend people do one personality test which one would you recommend them do? I would actually say the Maya Briggs. It doesn't have everything. So obviously not everyone's going to fit neatly into 16 types of people because that makes no sense. But I think there's some truth to like the facets. So the introversion, extroversion, even that one alone mm-hmm. gave me so That's much good. understanding yeah. of I get energy from being around people versus I get energy from being around myself. Those types of facets about yourself can help you understand how you process the world around you obviously not any of them are perfect but it can help what would you say yep i would agree i think because they have four sectors and it just gives you more variables Mm. as well like you could have 16 results variety is good Mm -hmm. because as june mentioned humans are so complex and yeah even the feeling thinking thing like helped me understand i think my friends a little bit more too because if i recall from that the personality dinner i remember some of us fell into the f and some of us fell into the t and so it made me understand a little bit of when and I'm expressing an emotional thing that I've been through because I'm an F and I feel these feelings very strongly. Some of the responses aren't exactly what I necessarily same level. anticipated and it's much more like cerebral, logical than, than mm-hmm. the way that I process situations. So yeah, mm-hmm. that can help. I would like to give a shout out <laughs> to this one last test and fully acknowledge it's not a personality test, but I have found it to be quite useful, yeah. especially to help understand the people that are close around mm-hmm. you. And that, that is the five love languages. Mm-hmm. This is how people feel love. Both feel love or express yeah. love. The five categories are words of affirmation, quality time, acts of services, physical touch, and gifts. Mm -hmm. Generally, as a person, you will be drawn to one of these five love languages, and I found that really, really helpful. I would 100% agree. I think there's just Mm -hmm. a lot of truth to them because it's less personality and more about how you communicate Mm -hmm. and how you show affection. And so Mm -hmm. I think it's less restricting in that sense. It's not like, oh, you think this way, but it's just like, what do you value? And you have actions that back it up. Yes. What's your love language? Mine is quality time. Time again, time again, ha ha ha, pun intended. If I've spent the time with you to look you in the eyes and connect on life, I will feel so loved and so appreciated versus watching a movie or a TV show together where we're not actually like interacting. Mm-hmm. How about you? Mine is 100% acts of services. Oh, yeah, I can definitely see that. Yeah. What's an example? Someone helping me run an errand, picking me up, driving me around, mm. doing something for me, bringing me my water bottle when I'm on the couch. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> Alex, Alex, water. <laughs> you know what? I gotta say, you are definitely one of the friends that very much show acts of service. So you'll send me things or like, do little things oh. yeah that show that you I didn't care. even realize that but I yeah. do <laughs> yeah the interesting thing about this too is you might have a different love language for how you express your love versus how you like to receive oh. your love yeah so I have noticed like oh. I do like to receive quality time but then I also think that I like to receive acts of service as well <laughs> like service right, me right. but in yeah. terms of how I show love it's more about quality time I did not know that. I thought it was the same thing. I, I thought that if you tend towards acts of services, that's how you like to show and receive. Mm-hmm. It could be. It love. could be. But you could also be different. Yeah. yeah. 
definitely take the love languages. That's the one that I will definitely, definitely recommend. Mm -hmm. How do we feel about these personality tests changing over time and how you perceive yourself change? What do we think? I think at the end of the day, these are all just test indicator. Take it with a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. Your personality can change over time you know it's not be all and all if anything it's just like a fun thing to do mm-hmm. i think a big part of personality tests is also it's like horoscopes <laughs> where it can be quite a blanket statement and everyone can relate yeah. to it i have the best story about this so psych 101 or 102 one of the first year classes that i took was a component on personality so in the University of Sydney, you have these giant lectures, but then you also have tutorials on the side where the class is much smaller. And before that tutorial, they made you take this like 20, 30 minute personality test. It was quite intense. It asked you all these like situational behavioral things as well as like emotional stuff. So at the end of the week, when the tutorial came around, as everyone was entering the tute, the TA was handing out everybody's separate personality results. So you got a slip of paper and it was like a full A4 size sheet of paper with like two or three paragraphs on it, assessing how they saw your personality. So we all sat down, we got given about 10 minutes to read through this result. So we're all reading it and there's a few ums and ahs and like oohs around the table. And then the next thing they got us to do was we each went around in the circle and scored it out of five in terms of accuracies. And they averaged the score of everybody's and it was something ridiculously crazy, like 4.3. Out of five? Out of five, yeah. That everyone think is accurate? What, like 80 plus percent accuracy. Mm-hmm. So then Mm -hmm. the lecturer picks one person who's willing to read out their results. The moment they started reading, she read the first sentence and everyone just gasped because we all got the exact same report. Word for word, the exact same report. And so the fact that we read these three paragraphs and thought, oh my God, this is perfectly me and scored it 86% accurate, but we all had the same one out of like 15, 20 people. Just goes to show that I think when it comes to these things, you kind of read into what you already know to be true. So you kind of gloss over the stuff that is less relevant and then you stick really closely to what resonates with you. You just, you pick out the one. Yeah, definitely take these with a grain of salt. Yeah, like horoscopes. (laughs) Yeah, fun, but you know. Not gonna change your life. Wait, so what did your lecturer say after that happened? Like, what was the point of that exercise? The whole point of the exercise was about biases. Wow, what mm-hmm. a what a way to end the episode, dude. Just put a damper. Yep. We just spent like <laughs> 40 minutes chatting and you're like, ah, eh. they're all fake anyway. No, it's fun. I think they're fun. That's where the value comes in. Have a personality dinner party with your friends. Tell us what your personality is. is We want to know. We want to know, do you love these? Do you hate these? Which ones have we not mentioned Mm -hmm. that we should try out? Okay. What are we talking about next episode? Next episode kind of flows in quite nicely. We're going to be talking about finding your values, Mm. which is a bit of a tricky topic. Yeah, I think finding your values, especially in your 30s, now that you've had more time to live, (laughs) is an important thing to kind of explore and understand. Love it. Thanks so much for listening. As always, like or subscribe. If you haven't done so already, please rate us on iTunes. You can find us everywhere you find your podcasts, pretty much, apart from Amazon podcasts, possibly.
But yeah, everywhere else we are there. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.